0: This is the Queer World Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Logan. I'm the host and the creator of the podcast. Uh, I'm just a gay man from London who came up with this idea for the podcast about a year ago. Uh, I've been working in a corporate job for a really long time. And for the last few years of that, I've been saving up money uh, to go traveling. And um, at some point I decided during my travels that... Uh, I try and meet people from our beautiful queer community in the places that I visited or at least all the places I was able to. Uh, I'm interested in seeing how our community celebrate their identities and challenge the status quo where they live. Our community is so diverse and creative and our identities are influenced differently everywhere, dependent on a million different things our sexuality and gender for one but also our race, our cultural heritage, our religious and socio-economic backgrounds. All of these elements of who we are I think influence how we live in this world as queer people. Uh, But at the same time I do think we have one thing in common and that is the wish to live freely and equally and in harmony with others, not at odds with others. Our fight is obviously ongoing for this globally and sometimes it can feel like it's getting worse every day but i'm hoping that i can share some stories with you around this that will inspire us all to keep going because there are small revolutions every day and that's kind of a mantra i keep in my head all the time um because sometimes living in this world as queer people can feel a little bit tough and like things are going backwards but there are people everywhere in the world saying no and fighting back whether that is through activism or art or just celebrating yourself and your community we are still marching on so our journey begins in latin america i started my journey in brazil and I hope we get to travel even further in the future. So, welcome to the Queer World Podcast. Our first interview took place in Manaus, uh, which is the capital city of the Amazon State in Brazil. Uh, it's an absolutely huge, hot, humid city. Um, with amazing food some really interesting food that you don't get anywhere else in brazil because it's that remote from everywhere uh yeah so here was where i met a woman named karen and she's the ceo of an lgbtq plus refuge center for young queer people who have been forced to leave their homes for their own safety because of their queer identity um so after a 5 day long boat trip down the amazon from the coast of brazil i arrived in the searing heat and humidity and um i met karen at casamiga house uh, i was already soaked in sweat uh, from the 10 minute walk from my hostel to to their place um karen didn't even seem to mind my appearance um or at least she was kind, kind enough to not point it out. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm guessing that that is just how people look when they turn up after a walk in Manaus when you get there because it was just crazy heat. Um, so when I got there, Karen began by giving me a tour of Casamiga. Um, and it really is just, you know, it's your typical sort of family house by the stretch of anyone's imagination. Um you know, maybe a little bit bigger than a family home. Um, but, you know, they had a shared kitchen, a lounge with the sofa and a TV on the wall, um, a garden, which Karen has big hopes to fill with plants and vegetable patches and stuff. Um, it's a huge garden, so I think it would be amazing when they get the chance to do that. Uh, all of the bedrooms are upstairs, but we didn't go up there because obviously that's private space for all of the kids that live there. Um, and then in, in addition to that, they had a large room At the front of the house which they use for group meetings and group therapy and there was also a bunch of computers in that room that people can use to get online um and then in between that and the lounge there's just this tiny little room with a desk and two chairs and that's where they do private one-on-one therapy sessions um but it's also where karen and i sat down to chat it was a really lovely conversation and it was coming up to the election at the time So um, there's some conversation about that and Karen makes some really good points and interesting points about uh, political neutrality um, and corporate sponsorship um, that I I really liked. Um, Obviously, now we know that Bolsonaro lost, thank God, and Lula is in and I hope that that means a brighter future for everyone in Brazil, even if it's a long road and a hard road considering this they're such a divided country at the moment uh but it really does feel like that way the world over it's an interesting time that we're living in but um yeah it was a great conversation and I hope you enjoy it as much as I enjoyed having it so uh without further ado here's my conversation with Karen from Casamiga So, how long have you been with Casamiga?
1: With Casamiga, I think it's two years now.
0: Two years? Mm -hmm. Great. And what were you doing before? Were you working with the community already?
1: I've always worked with community somehow. Uh, I grew up in church, so I was always doing social work. I always uh, loved it. But with Casamiga, I started... Um, giving English classes mm-hmm. that's how uh, every weekend I was here doing that. Um, whenever we started the courses program, we didn't have that, so that's how it started in 2020. And then in 2021, with the situation that the cat the house was in, like we were about to close. Then me and my wife we talked and we decided to try. Uh, once we understood that this kind of project cannot just finish, you know. Yeah. So we decided to try. Like nobody, the other two people that uh, was here, they gave up, and it's totally understandable because they were tired. Um. But then we're like, okay, let's just try. We're gonna close anyway. So,
0: um,
1: we started in June 2021 and it's been really good. I mean, the cloud, the house didn't close, but it's very difficult. It's very difficult because we pay rent here, we pay water bills, uh, electricity bills, food, everything. Yeah, so we need money and basically my biggest work is to find that money to to keep going here.
0: And um how do you how do you find that, that funding? Is it through charity-based fundraising or
1: um part of it, yes.
0: Yeah.
1: We have some uh, companies, big and small that help us um eventually. Mm-hmm. And also we participate on, I don't know how to say that in English, but it's like a contest Uh that some big institutions have to to see which uh, organizations they're going to help.
0: Ah, like sponsorship, I guess. Yes.
1: And so the last one that we got was uh, Doritos Rainbow. Mm -hmm. So um, I think it was the beginning of the year. In February that we got that so it helped us survive until here right so and and that's it we have some um articulation with big companies like Meta, Caloi and they're going to help us uh, these next months.
0: That's fantastic that's great yeah you've got a refurbishment coming up with the whole building Yes. yes which is super exciting so are you kind of thinking to Expand on what you can do with the space, or are you just trying to renew yes. it? Yes.
1: Yes. Uh, with that, um, today our um, capacities for eighteen people.
0: Eighteen. That's yes. a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Wow. We
1: don't have eighteen, especially because I stopped because of the remodeling. I stopped a little bit. Uh huh. Otherwise, it would be chaotic.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we only have six people here. Living. uh but after that we're gonna be um able to receive 24, 24 p
0: twenty four that's amazing yes. yes, that's really cool and do you think that there's a requirement for twenty four people at any given time in in manaus or in general yes. for... um
1: not um we we have a waiting list. Well, Cause not everybody that comes to us, we can attend. Yeah. So unfortunately, we have to choose. Yeah. Which one is in the worst situation to come? Um, That's heartbreaking. So yes, with more space, we can. Um, We're gonna do that less, so it's good. Yeah. But still, like, um, I would say that especially for refugees, because. We get, we get the ref LGbt refugees and uh, Brazilians as well, yeah, that was uh, expelled from home um but I think one one year, maybe one year um until now since last year, we didn't have that many refugees um and the response we had from kingdom is that because the 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 territory especially Mm -hmm. from venezuela yeah is um is slowing down so that that's why because in the past we had more more people here
0: right
1: it's like we today we have six people from the six people uh one is from colombia edward Mm -hmm. that you met and nestor is from venezuela so that's the only two we have but we used to have way more way more
0: interesting and I saw on your website that you're pretty much the only one doing this in a vast area. So you're taking in refugees from places like Colombia and Venezuela, but you also have Brazilian LGBT young people coming here. And you're probably the only one on the map I could see in most of the north. Is that right? Yes, yes
1: we are the only um, house in the north.
0: So that's a massive task.
1: Yes, yes. Um... And sometimes even people from other states come. Yeah. We had people from Bahia. We had people from uh, Fortaleza as well. Like I said, we have a group, mm-hmm. a national group, and whenever one house doesn't have space, mm-hmm. uh, we try to organize and like pay for a ticket. Sure. To come somewhere else. So that's how that's how we do it. That's um. But basically, like, um, it's hard to. Um, to satisfy all the necessities from our city, and sometimes from <clears throat> the countryside of the state. Um, and it's difficult. Like for example, to bring people from other states here, mm-hmm. because, like I said, we struggle with money. And yeah. to come here is not uh, cheap. No. Because only planes, only plane tickets, so it's expensive.
0: Yeah. Or Yeah, or very long boats. So I just took a yes. boat here from LA. <laughs> um, so with the people that you um, invite to stay with you, obviously the main reason they're doing it is having been expelled from home or for their safety. Do you think that there's a common theme at all amongst them for why they've left home or had to leave home at all? Do you think there are any common themes with the yes, reasons for the relationship
1: basically because of the family that mm-hmm. doesn't accept them um and most of them comes with a lot of um uh, aggressive traumas uh-huh. like um parents or parents or um uh, relatives yeah, that would um uh, beat them um uh, physically mm-hmm. or even verbally mm-hmm. like Uh, very abusive homes, and we have different realities depending on the, on the letter, right? For example, for most of the lesbians, girls that come, came here, they uh, got the, uh, I forgot the, the term, they got raped, Mm -hmm. like, um, that we say that they're trying to fix her, Yeah, you know? Um, most of the uh, young gay men they they had an uncle that was very uh, sexually abusive of them, mm-hmm. um, or even like um, mothers that were um, verbally abusive, yeah, like you have to be a man, man doesn't do this and that. And I would say 99% of them come without any kind of documents mm-hmm. they don't have their id they have anything because the family like oh and uh, get from them or they just um throw it away or just fire it up yeah it's complicated for that because that basically that's the first thing that we do yeah try to organize their documents yeah because if without without documents they cannot access anything yeah
0: right. yeah so I've, I've seen that the bureaucracy in Brazil is is pretty extreme. You can't do anything without your CPF number or a yes. bank account or anything. So, obviously, that's another form of abuse, taking away those documents from them. Yes. And and removing more of their power. So you're here to help them get their lives back together. And in the first instant, those are the sorts yes. of things you help them with.
1: Yes, basically, that's it. Um, get documents um, organized. Um, then we work on their curriculum, like what what do you have mm-hmm. to offer? We invest in, in courses. Mm-hmm. We help them find their that jobs, mm-hmm. and whenever they find the job that they start working, then we prepare them to go out. For example, we gave we give three months, like um, they where they need to save money, like. How how much money do you need to be on your own? Like yeah. you, the first month we know that we're gonna uh, spend more money because we need to to buy a stove, we need to buy a fridge, we need to buy a bed, we need to buy a lot of things. So that's what we say like three months for you to to save this money so you don't struggle in the first month. Yeah. Uh, and basically, that's the work we do. Sometimes what happens is that uh, this weight. Of getting a job is very frustrating yeah sometimes it happens fast but sometimes it takes long it takes a long time and the time that they have here is from up like three or six months Mm -hmm. but we um, we are not gonna just uh, expel them from here like we understand but uh, you are here for six months but you didn't get a job okay what is going on? Like, is there something wrong or is just the opportunity that didn't come? Yeah. Um, and then we let them stay for more than three months, more than three months. Um, I think that only one, um, only one girl, she stayed here for one year and a half. I think that was the longest stay that we had. Mm-hmm. But um, I think at the right time things happened, you know? Yeah. It's complicated I mean, because even though like we try to, to we try to to make this the like the best place that we can, it's still a shelter. Yeah. So it's complicated. It's, yeah.
0: <laughs> and you're dealing with so many different people who have been through such difficult experiences and to try and help them get their life back together in a practical way mm-hmm. is one thing, but you're also having to help them cope with everything they've been through at the same time. Yes. Because every time something takes a bit longer or they don't get a job, there's all those questions in their head from their trauma that tell them it's because of them. Yes. So mm-hmm. it's so difficult to yes. to deal with. So having that support from outside for them is amazing. And you you have an in in-house psychologist mm-hmm. that I just met, and I suppose she, she talks with them, yes. with the people you have here.
1: We we can't. Uh, obligate them to do the individual sessions yeah but I can obligate them to participate in the group one so that's what i what I tell them like you have to be there
0: yeah
1: and the conversation that I have with her that's uh throughout the group make them understand how that will be very helpful for them yeah so because a lot of them come come with a lot of prejudice like yeah why do I need a psychologist? Am I crazy? Are you saying I'm crazy? You know, this kind of things. Sure. So uh, in the group meeting, we try to, to show them like, how this really helped our lives. <laughs> yeah. And then they, with time, they, are, they, they understand. Yeah. They understand all this process.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, therapy is people... There's a stigma about it everywhere you go, I think, um, even in the UK... People find it very hard to approach getting therapy because, like you say, people don't. People think that therapy is only for people who have something wrong with them, or it means that they're crazy. But um, and it's so expensive if you want to do it yourself, where anywhere you go. Um, And I think so. I think a lot of people, you know, rely on either just keeping it to themselves or talking to friends if they can and relying on each other. But that's very taxing on relationships sometimes and you need an outside perspective mm-hmm. as well so being able to have that through this this organization yes. is absolutely amazing um, and I think it helps people really create um, healthy boundaries in their mind and and um, think outside of themselves and what they've been through a bit yes. too that's really cool so you're having the refurbishment at the moment. It's been one year, really, since you came in with your wife, uh, four. around four months. I think. Yeah. So uh, what do you see in the future? You've got the extra rooms, taking on more people. Is there, are there other kind of services that you'd like to provide or in, include? in? Yes, uh,
1: we have, we, we came here, we moved here in March uh because the other house that we had was too small and we started uh, since last christmas we started to have uh how can I say it's like a list of people that need our help our help not um to live with living but with other kinds of assistance mm-hmm. like social assistance, uh, psychologists, um food. So we have in our registers, I think it's four hundred people, uh, not only LGBT people. So we are helping more, uh, like um, single moms, single dads as well. So we have a lot of people, and I, I. That's why I always wanted the the space outside because we can do this kind of this kind of events, like bring them here. Um. Before we have and and have conversations and have groups meetings. Yeah. So that's the the work that we are doing. Not only here inside the house, but um, gathering the community to help as well. And the the good part in my, in my vision is to make them um shelter people help as well with all not all in the in the process. Yeah. So they understand that it's not only because they're here, that they cannot do anything like there is always someone needing something, yeah, and it's like paying back, you yeah,
0: know? exactly kind of it's and it and it enhances the um the kind of importance of community and how you're actually all working together and building relationships and friendships as well as as you know being supported by by the organization it's not just as simple as as funding yes um, or somewhere to stay you know
1: and i think it's beautiful because we we don't discriminate any kind of that comes with help so we have uh, like very religious people that Mm -hmm. come sexist guys that come as well needing help and we always say look we, we kind of joke with this, but it's a, like a reality. Like, look, LGBT people is helping you. you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's like some um, barriers that we are breaking. Yeah. I think it's fantastic yeah. like how things are happening because, unfortunately, that's how people see Like that we are not, how can I say, we are not bad people or we don't want things different. Mm-hmm. You know, we want the same thing. And this is good to to receive these people, even though sometimes it's hard, yeah. but receive these people and they come um, very guarded. Mm. But then they they start to see um, how we are the same even though we are different. Yeah. So it, it's for me I, I love to see this, 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 this going on, this happening.
0: In the process yeah that is it is an amazing thing and it can teach people so much and it should be a teaching moment for everybody who comes through your doors and it also means that you continue learning as well through meeting other people and yeah that's pretty amazing and is there anything that you do all together at the moment to kind of to bond do you have events or do you cook together i know you have a living space and um, and the garden currently is there any anything that you hold with the people that stay here so that you can they can build relationships with other people staying here or people outside of
1: uh we have a lot of plants like we we stopped a lot of things because of this process yeah um, because when there's like it's not something that we want to do just one time, yeah. you know, so it's something that we want to keep doing like at, once a week or i don't know. And we decided, okay, let's just stop, let's just uh, wait for this to happen, and then we, we start what we want, because uh, this, is, this is a plan that we have. For example, we have um, a group of people that we help, they are people living with HIV. So we did one this year, the, the beginning of the year, and it was really good, because um, they don't have this kind of stuff, and it's good to gather and just, um, put things out, you know, mm-hmm. and it was a really nice, it was a really nice moment. We had some, um, food to give to, to them as well. Um, but the moment that they had to, to share, it was more important. Mm-hmm. So it's something, for example, that we want to do, uh, every month, you know, um, but now we we need to wait. So it's plans for next year. Mm-hmm. We also have the single moms. It's something that we want to do as well. Um, LGBT people. We started with trans people as well. We had the meeting with only trans guys. It was mm-hmm. nice. It was really nice. And we want to do with trans women as well. So we have a lot of... Uh, small groups inside of a big group. Yeah, that I think that we need time here to to do. To yeah, do so so it's a it's big plans that we have, but uh, we cannot we we need to wait. Yeah. That, that's the word we need to wait. I forgot to tell you something also since last month we got a partnership with one big uh, supermarket here. So uh, um, twice a week we do the. How do you say that? Is only fruits and vegetables. Uh huh. Uh, um, we call it fruit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> kind of like the groceries. Yes. So
1: they we get there. They they give to us something that it's not good to sell, but yeah. it's good to consume, and we bring here to the house and also to our beneficiaries that come and do. Uh, their groceries with what we have. Mm-hmm. So we started this is recent, but we started and it's working. You That's know, fantastic. Their way of helping. Plans. I wish I had a big car <laughs> so we can just get the car with all this stuff and bring it to the communities mm-hmm. and it would be easier for them to just go there and take and go to different places. Sure, but we don't have this card yet,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly, yeah, as long as it's on on the list, you can make it happen. Mm-hmm. you know, you've already had so many successes with various funding and relationships you've set up, like with the supermarket, you know, I'm sure it will all come together, and refurbishment is such a big project that it takes a lot of energy and time to focus on, so, like you said, it's sometimes you have to do things one thing one thing at a time. You can't do it all at once, otherwise nothing happens or it's not as good as you want it to be. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, obviously at the moment um, you have the election next, is it Monday? Sunday. Sunday, it's on Sunday. Um, And, you know, it's on the TV everywhere. I've seen people walking in the streets, holding the flag for the person, their candidate. Um, How has the political situation in Brazil over the last few years or or whilst bolsonaro has been in power how, how has that affected the LGbt community do you think
1: uh it's been terrible <laughs> but um we are all in because mm-hmm. that's what what we understood as we needed to do because before that that's the the organization the house we we didn't, um, we were not part of it. Because um, we understood that it that was better because some uh, contracts ask us that. Like, don't be involved politi-
0: polit- politically.
1: politically. yeah. So I said, okay, fine. But uh, this year, it was different. Because, like you said, um, Bolsonaro, as a president, uh, gave us um, a really hard time with um, LGBT-phobia. Because mm-hmm. I think that people are more open to just do and say whatever they want to say and they want to do just because you are who you are, mm-hmm. you know? And, it not, it's, and not only for that, because of that, but our economy is terrible. Uh, our weather's terrible, and I would say it's his fault <laughs> because, like, the things that he was allowing people to do, you mm-hmm. know, and he didn't do anything. So, yes, I will always blame him for that because he's the president, he can stop if he wants to. Yeah, so he doesn't want to. Uh, after the pandemic, as well, like how irresponsible he was and affected all Brazilians including LGBT people. Mm-hmm. So this year, this election, I decided that we would be all in. You can see even my picture on WhatsApp, yeah
0: I saw on WhatsApp there that is is a, a picture of your candidate. So.
1: Because um it's something that we cannot we it's impossible to just be shut up. You know, like don't do anything, don't just do, say being neutral.
0: Yeah.
1: This is not the time for being neutral. Yeah. You know? Especially because uh, last year, I tried to get help from the government, and we didn't have any kind of help. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, the state of Amazonas never had uh, a candidate uh, openly LGBT, Mm -hmm. never, 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 never. And other places in the country already had and everything, but... And so I see that how late we are, mm-hmm. you know, and the importance of having one of us there that understands our necessity, understand what we've been through. Yeah, you know, that's why everybody here is with our <laughs> the candidate because he is the founder. He's mm-hmm. the one that was here since the beginning because I mean, it was his idea. And it's someone that, if gets there, we know that we 're gonna help we 're going to have the help that we need mm-hmm. easily, yeah, you know
0: yeah, I mean it's hard to stay neutral when our very existence becomes a political act because other people are questioning it, and other people are saying that it 's not valid, so I think it's right to say that you 're all in mm-hmm. and that you do need representation in government in. Amazonas and in Brazil. Yes. So I think that's totally the right thing to be doing. Do you feel positive about the upcoming election, or do you have hope? Or
1: I, I feel positive. I think that uh, Bolsonaro is not going to be reelected. I think Lula is going to, and that's what I hope. So I'm very hopeful. Hopeful with uh, my candidate as well. Yeah. I What's believe name, your candidate? Gabriel Morton. Gabriel. So I think he, he will be elected as well. So that's our hope, like that things will get better
0: somehow. Amazing. I really hope so as well. I really hope so. Mm-hmm. Uh this the state of the government in England at the moment is absolutely terrible. So I can understand your frustration when <laughs> your economy is terrible and all politicians are doing are trying to distract by that by attacking minorities and yes so I, t- I totally see what you mean and we have no representation in our government really that understands where we come from as a community in a lot of ways um so i totally know what you mean and i i hope that it comes through the way you want to yes. yeah it's been so great talking this place is amazing and i'm excited you'll have to send me photos of uh The refurbishment, so that we can share them with everybody afterwards. Because it will be great to see what you've what you've done. I can't wait to see how the garden looks as well. It's such a nice space. It will be amazing if you can do all of your meetings with all all of your groups there. Yes, that would be so beautiful. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Thanks so much for speaking to me.
1: Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to talk about this work. That's why we. Not only me, but our social worker here. We are always talking about this, because we, under- we understand that the more we talk, the more uh, people get the message somehow, and that's how things—that's how things happen. Yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. It just keeps rolling on and more and more people hear about it and it becomes more normal and approachable and it spreads further and you can do more help and and hopefully that means you get more funding so you can grow from this as well so yeah you're totally right nice <laughs> thank, Thanks you. So much. thank
1: you thank you i want to take a picture can i make, can yeah. i, take
0: a I like, absolutely yeah we have to <laughs> we'll put it on the ground I absolutely loved meeting with Karen and hearing about what she does with Casamiga. Um, Karen has such a calming energy, and I think that that would be so soothing and supporting to a queer kid when they're trying to start a new life. Uh, You know, a lot of these kids come from a different place, so everything is unfamiliar, so the kind of vulnerability that you'd be feeling when you come to Casamiga would be pretty high. And I think having someone like Karen in your life at that moment would just be an amazing thing. So I hope that she gets to continue working with Casamiga and doing this amazing work for a long time. Uh, You know, thinking about how they're the only refuge in the whole of North Brazil just emphasizes how important what they do is as well. But one thing that really stuck out when I was chatting to Karen and really struck a chord with me was their refusal to be neutral on their political position um, and how that kind of influenced their conversations with brands and sponsorship, because, you know, I think we've seen a lot of examples over the years of brands trying to get behind the queer community, but um also failing to do that in a meaningful way. And um, even, you know, for example, like the Bud Light uh incident when they had Dylan Mulvaney, the trans influencer and activist um modelling their brand, they backed down as soon as a bunch of turfs piped up and said that they were going to boycott the brand. So they've dropped Dylan at the at the drop of the hat. And I think that if you're going to align yourself with the values of our community, then you need to stick through that, 100%, and fight against anybody that's that's naysaying no against that. You know, you should be doing it for for political reason yourself, not just for you know monetary gain. So you're either with us or you're not really. Um, and if you're not going to be with us through every difficult situation and against every bit of adversity that we have to face then you're going to have to just stand back and not be with us at all you know the more support that we can get the better but it needs to be genuine support so when Karen was talking about that that really that really stayed with me but yeah I hope everybody else enjoyed the conversation and um, I can't wait to see who we speak to next Thank you so much for listening to Queer World Podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening as much as I enjoyed creating it. Don't forget you can subscribe wherever you listen to Queer World Podcast. And don't forget as well that you can keep in touch with me on Instagram at Queer World Podcast or via email queerworldpodcast at gmail.com. Before I go, I just want to thank my good friend Tom Pitts, for providing the music to the episode. You can find him on Spotify, and you can also find him on Instagram under the name of Auld, A-U-L-D. Go and check him out. His stuff is absolutely amazing. But until next time, stay happy, stay healthy, and I will see you soon.